0: Well, welcome back to the, to the latest episode of Scholars and Dollars. I'm here with Miss Milbauer, and I'm Jaren Harrison. Um, we're back to share with you more information about uh, the next steps in the process for you, your future plans, and this week, a special episode. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk a little bit more specifically about that in a
1: second. But Milbauer, how was your week? Um, Just got back off of playing Carefully, because, you know, things have been going on with the airlines, but we made it back. Um, I had the opportunity to go to California with one of my students that was recently awarded the Gates Scholarship and very inspirational um, to be among 300 plus kids that were selected as uh, Gates Scholars with the Bill Gates Scholarship and um, just even riding over to the hotel. um, I think I shared with you Um, talked to a student who was an athlete and he won the Gates scholarship. He won the, I think it was the Davidson fellows um, scholarship and he's an athlete. And I was like, okay, really a well-rounded student. Um, um, Met another student that was a Gates scholarship winner and a Ron Brown scholarship winner Mm -hmm. and another Gates and quest bridge. And, you know, both of those are full ride offers. And so it was just, amazing you know to see that you know so many uh, students are actually taking advantage um, of those opportunities yeah so what yeah. you've seen
0: is because you mentioned it's not just one scholarship mm-hmm. they're trying to get yes yeah so that's what I think is a difference too and I think you know it would be valuable for people to remember that you know when you think about Ron Brown and you think about mm-hmm. Gates hmm, both of them are pretty tedious applications yes yes and so but you didn't Say, okay, I'm just going to apply for this, this one. This
1: one, and then that's it. No, right. and they talked about, um, you know, applying for multiple scholarships, not just, you know, in the school year, but each week. You right. know, I always tell students, um, on an average, about three to five, you know, each um, week. You know, some students who win 50, 60 different scholarships probably apply for two or three times right. that many. You're going to get denied. And, yes. you know, that's, that's just the the um, honesty of the entire process, but you got to stay in it and you got to be prepared um, for those denials. Um, But eventually something is going to turn up. And so, you know, there were students from really across the country. It wasn't just South Carolina, North Carolina. There were students from Utah. There were students from, um, you know, even California. Um, There were students that for the first time got on a plane ever. Um, And that was an experience for them um, as well. So um, definitely refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. So Gates covers what? Tell us a little bit about that. Okay, so Gates, just talking about the eligibility for Gates. You have to have a 3.3 on the 4.0 scale. Okay, Um, So that's something else you have to understand the difference between your weighted and your unweighted GPA. Um, They're not taking your weighted GPA, unweighted GPA. Um, So a 3.3 on the 4.0 scale, you have to be Pell eligible. Um, And that doesn't mean you have to have the full package of Pell. I mean, if you get a partial, you know, Pell, um, they even have a, um, the Pell predictor. Um, if you put in your parents' basic information before you even start the application, it'll tell you based on what you're, you're putting in, you may qualify for Pell. So go ahead and move forward with the application process. Um, and then, um, you have to be in a minority uh, category. Um, so just you know, do your research. You know, I had a student, I think I told you one time who did <laughs> who didn't think that he fell in the minority category. And I'm um, well teach yes, you were. yes, yes. <laughs> but yes, you did. Um you know, so ask you know, yeah. someone. Ask your counselor, ask, you know, but um with that you you move into the process. There's several rounds. Right. To the Gates Scholarship, so prayerfully you can move out of the first round. Um, the Gates is a very tedious, like you said, um, application process, multiple essay prompts. Right. Um, and that's something you have to be prepared for. And so th- the good thing about it is you can save and, and um, you know, move along in the application process in, in spurts. So, you know, if you need to do one essay and then get someone to review that and then do the other, I, I definitely recommend that. Have someone review your essays right. um, before you submit them for Gates. Um, have someone review your application as well. Um, there's a screening committee. There, I always say there's a committee before the committee. There's right. a screening committee that's going to go through to make sure, does this person have a 3.3? Um, did this person submit all the essays before it actually gets to the committee who makes those final decisions? Right. And I think that's something parents and students need to understand Yeah. Um. as well. Um, that there's a, a process to it. There's a committee that's there's, there's screening because I think they said uh, over 30,000 students wow. apply for the gates. So it's national level. That yeah. means, you know, your competitions, everyone across the country. And from that, they go through um, multiple rounds, you know, interviews. And then it, finalized to those three hundred students. Well that's I mean, you still think three hundred students getting a yes. full ride opportunity? Full ride and and here's the thing, as long as they want to stay in school, even for graduate school, right. um, they will pay. For a medical school, they will pay. Yeah. Yeah. For you I've had school.
0: a couple um just colleagues that I've met over the mm-hmm. time that have been Gates scholars mm-hmm. and they have taken advantage of that. You know, any school you want to go to mm-hmm. any school. Which is uh which is the key, which is why I think people, you know, take advantage of it or try. Right. Um, right. But you mentioned unweighted GPA. And so I wanted to make sure that, you know, our listeners understand when you're talking about unweighted GPA, that extracts everything from the GPA. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I like to talk to students about, you know, they stress themselves out about certain types of classes. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you want to take all the IB, AP, Mm -hmm. dual enrollment, everything you want to take. And then, you know, you're you're making a, a B and C student out of that. Right. You know, and sometimes you know you need A's. Yes, and yes. so for various reasons. And yes. I, as a former college admissions officer, I always tell people like college admissions officers and colleges like to see A's and B's. They like to see right. A's, right? So you could, you know, rigor is important, right? They do consider rigor, yes. particularly on your, um, you know, that matters for your weighted GPA. Every state has different weights. Um, you see your UC when You look at it on your on your transcript. Your unweighted GPA. Um, it's there's usually the lower one mm-hmm. um, and so that's what people need to look at it so sometimes your transcript well it should have two gpas on it but that lower one is typically your unweighted gpa um, and a 3.0 is b's so if you have b's or bitter mm-hmm. um, you know keep that in mind but you have to have a significant number of a's too so i always tell people right. um we're you know everybody wants to you know push through those honors classes with c's and through those ib classes with c's or ap classes with mm-hmm. c's um regardless you know that doesn't necessarily you know that helps your rigor mm-hmm. it helps your weighted gpa but your own weighted gpa that does take it you know right. a c is a c
1: yeah and 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 you know i'm going through this process i went through it with my oldest going through it now I, I honestly tell parents and students i staggered their levels mm-hmm. um you know she, she took some ap classes she took dual enrollment classes she took honors class, right? But then she had a math class. You know, she took CP. I think her junior and senior year, she made an A. She made a ninety-eight. Yeah. But I just knew, like, math wasn't necessarily her her strongest, right? You know, area. Um, and she still managed, you know, to to um rank very well. You know, in in the class. Um, same thing with my eleventh grade. I stagger. Yeah, you know, her levels. Like everything is not honors across the board or IB across the board or AP across right. the board. It's yes. her strengths and being yes. attention to your child's Correct. strengths. And, and
0: as students, if you're listening, you know, your strengths, you know what you're good at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned before a student who missed it because they're trying to push themselves through honors classes because of who's in those classes or um, what it might look like if you take mm-hmm. CP Algebra 2 or CP um, English 4. Mm-hmm. When in actuality, that's what you need to do, particularly if you're doing 8 million things senior year. Right. You know, you're trying to take all these different things and then you're still trying to stay at level when you know that you're not putting that work necessarily for those honors and AP classes. So keep that in mind. I just wanted to mention that because I know that
1: unweighted and weighted GPA comes up so much.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then also senior year, you see it, I see it. Um, sometimes Senioritis. Oh, yeah. You know, it's coming. In <laughs> with the students and they they're accepting you know 60s 70s eight you know 80s they kind of you know get relaxed some of them they already received a college acceptance right so they figure hey they've already let me in you mm-hmm. know um i don't have to work as hard yep um and then they're wondering sometimes why their gpa falls i think most people think once you get that gpa it's set it's <laughs> locked in <laughs> right and uh that's not the case
0: well i had um school rescind uh, uh, admissions oh. this year okay. from a student okay um and that was tough, but, I mean, you can't just let it all hang out mm-hmm. or go. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's important for you to make sure that you're staying on top of it. Um, and then, like, with Pell Grant, like you said, uh, just to reiterate, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily the full Pell Grant. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just Pell eligible. Mm-hmm. Pell- and I will let people know um, from what I've seen, there are more students that qualify for Pell eligible opportunities this year. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if that's since COVID, if the federal government have done some so. things. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be my guess, but yeah. I have more students who are Pell eligible um this year as well and for you know that that gave them some opportunities and they had no idea but that's why you have to do the FAFSA yes <laughs> you you have to do it Um, I know people run from it don't want to do it but make sure you do the FAFSA
1: um which opens October 1st every year every year every year
0: yeah. um and make sure you've you know just make sure you do it I know like I said people have you know they come late and want to do it late? Just go ahead and get out of the way, parents. If you haven't done your taxes for this year, mm-hmm. if you haven't done it for last year, right? <laughs> you know, hop. On. <laughs> I mean, it happens. Hop on yes. it. Um, you know, and a lot of times, if you have financial advisors, I've had students who, I'm be honest, I no way, no way, mm-hmm. I would have thought that they would have been pill eligible, right? But they have managed. So, those of you who um, are concerned about finances at home, and that, you know, I'm not going to qualify for mm-hmm. anything. Um, Talk to your advisors and those people who you work with who do your taxes and maybe they can help you figure it out. I'm not here to tell you to bump (laughs) bump the system, but I am telling you that you really don't know until you fill out the information. That's true. Um, true. Another thing that goes straight into, you know, college admissions decisions and those scholarships. um, Did those gate students have to have a certain test score? No, you had to take the test. Okay, Um, Yeah,
1: Um, I think that it was no one set number, Um, but I think you had to have at least taken the ACT or the SAT um, which, you know, I try to tell students, take it. You know, yeah. there's some schools, some states where it's not necessarily qu- required, but that doesn't mean a scholarship does not require.
0: Right. And so that's that topic we were going to talk about today, because mm-hmm. I know that's something that people oftentimes are asking. Mm-hmm. Um, in the state of South Carolina, you're required to take it as a junior or a third year student mm-hmm. um, with your class. That's the ACT typically. Um, I know a couple of years ago they were allowed to take it to one. That was just a cluster. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the ACT um, for all third year students. So that means even if you're graduating early, you know, we have some students and parents who have children who are graduating in three years. They'll still have to take that, that during the, was that early spring, mm-hmm. usually February or March of that third year. And with that, you know, sometimes that's people's only test score, right? You know, right. and so we're running into that um, in a lot of ways. And so, uh, definitely wanting to share a little bit about the difference between the ACT and the SAT mm-hmm. with you, and then you know our views on test optional, which might yeah. are shady.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the purpose of the show. I mean, we're giving our opinions. we're, yes. we're talking about yeah what we've seen that has worked. Yes, um, for students. So yeah,
0: yeah. So um, the ACT is, which is what people will probably been more familiar with lately. Um, you know, and it changed twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. I had not even heard of the ACT. <laughs> um, I took the SAT. I took it four times. My mom was that mom. Yes. I took it um in seventh grade. I took it in ninth, twice in tenth, mm-hmm. and I believe I took it in eleventh grade because that was just how she was. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it helped me get the scores I needed to get Correct. to get the things I needed to get done. Correct. But um, you know, I took it several times. But that was the when it was the SAT. Um, now students are taking the ACT. Um, and when I got over to Tennessee. That's what people were taking the ACT anyway. Mm-hmm. So we've we've caught up over mm-hmm. here. But just remember that um these tests are, you know, there's financial gains involved for Right. <laughs> you know. Right. <laughs> for the state and those things. So it's not like it's just like any other standardized test. Yeah. You know, we're using it as a benchmark. So keep that in mind too as we go through what we're gonna talk about today. Yeah. You wanna tell them a little bit about the difference in tests?
1: Um so again, you know, a lot of this information can be found online. So, you know, parents, you know, do your research early. I you know, I, I just Wanna tell you that because I as I was trying with my daughter just to decide which one should she take. Um, like I do with my oldest, I decided to let them take both. And then right. we have that as a base, baseline, you know, where are your strengths and weaknesses um with ACT, S E T. Um, she did better with A C T, as um, you know, a lot of students do. I think ACT, if I'm not um, mistaken, is more subject based based on what you're typically learning in school. Uh, now I always learned with a couple of programs that we work with, with the science um, is not usually what you're learning in right. the classroom. You either going to know it or you don't know you love science. or You don't love science. There's no in between. And um, there's, there's options where you can study to improve your um, science scores, but it's not typically what you're learning right um, in school. And then, you know, there's the English math, um, the reading, there's an essay um, portion on there. We can talk about that. You know, it's, you know, it's optional. Um, I, I try to tell some of my kids to take it, you know, at least once, but um, most of them don't. They don't yeah. want to do the essay writing portion. And, of course, SAT doesn't offer, um, doesn't do the essay writing portion um, anymore. Um, they're both used for, depending on what state, um, a lot of them are still using it for college admissions. Um, But, of course, again, another subject we can dive into (laughs) about being test optional. Uh, And then there's still a number of scholarship organizations that are using um, ACT and SAT um, score as consideration. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, some parents want to argue, well, you know, the college is test optional. Why is the scholarship organization not test optional? That's just their right, you yes. know. It's their organization. I can't argue with it. If their board has decided to use SAT, ACT, and you don't have one and you don't plan to take it, move on. You right. can't apply for that scholarship. Absolutely right. I right. think that's one of the bigger things because
0: you're thinking about of so these scholarship mm-hmm. applications that mm-hmm. have been recycled for years. Yes, and they have a yes space for your test score,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then your test score is not there, and right. so they they don't care why you didn't take the test. Um. But you didn't take it.
1: Right. <laughs> right. So, yeah, there was an organization, just to go off script with that, that I'm not going to call their organization, but she shared with me, um, they even reached out to a young girl because she was one of their top consideration, but she didn't have the score. So they said, well, there's a February test coming up. At least take it. Well, I already got accepted to USC and and they didn't require the score. And they just left it at that and yeah. she got disqualified, but they were still willing to give her the opportunity to take it. She refused to take it. And she gave away 17,500.
0: <laughs> well, you know, and, and and it is just when we, like when we were here and we were thinking about doing this show, it's kind of like, we want to give you the information and do the things you need to do. Right. But it's really about choices. It's <laughs> so, I, you're right. So how, you're right. How, bad, how bad do you want the money? Right. How, how much do you want that opportunity? Um, yep. You know, it is a headache. Yeah. You know, you may not want to take the test. Right. But, right. you know, that's just a part. It's also a part of life, too.
1: Yes. <laughs> so. And having options. And if that's not one of the options, yeah, I'm then absolutely. move on. Um, the SAT is um, typically about three hours in length. Um The ACT is about two hours and 55 minutes without the uh, essay um, portion. It's a little over three hours. I think it usually takes us about three and a half hours, three hours and 40 minutes. Um, to go through the entire um, ACT um, program at our school. Um, So the SAT has reading, writing, and language, and, of course, math. ACT, as I said before, English, math, reading, science, and then the essay, which is optional. Um, There's the math section um, with both of the tests. And I do know there's one portion on the SAT where you can't use a calculator. Right. Um, So you have to be prepared For that, and it is possible, you guys, to do the entire test. I've had students again who have come to let's let's just talk about preparation. (laughs) You know, come with your pencils, come with your admission ticket, come with your calculator, um, come with your ID. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, (laughs) Um, for your test. Um, But there's some. There's one portion on the SAT where you're not. You can't use the. um, You can't use their calculator. But I actually had a student who made a fifteen twenty. Forgot her calculator. Yeah. Took it one time, so it was like, oh, "Yeah, you can." <laughs> so do this you, test. Can, you yeah, can. You can do it. Do it. Yeah. But that's just you know one thing
0: about the SAT is I tell students who are strong in math to give it a shot
1: mm-hmm. because
0: fifty mm-hmm. percent of that test is math. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you are yes. super strong in math, and you know this is you know this is why you know statistics would show they say that males do better on the SAT because you know back in the day. Males did better in math. Okay. And so that they were saying that that was that portion of it where mm-hmm. the ACT, you know, tests everything you learn. And they, they've shown that, you know, females had done better on the ACT. Okay. Now, I don't necessarily agree with that anymore. <laughs> that was just some old statistics I read a couple of years ago. And I see why they might say that. But what that is is just the focus points of that those tests. So mm-hmm. if you're super strong at math, which is, you know, a lot of times, you know, before we were pushing guys to do engineering, and pushing guys in all these math classes, and now we're pushing more the females. Mm-hmm. So if you got a girly that is ready to, um, you know, she's strong at math, AP calculus. Really, I think after you've gone to Algebra Two in any of these tests, you can actually do yes, yes, the math. Yeah, so. that's one of
1: the question. I, have you taken Algebra Two yet? And then you know, I'll move on from. That's really my my way of saying, yeah, I'll go ahead, you know, and take it.
0: Yeah. So if you're in tenth grade and yes. you've taken Algebra Correct. Two. You can, I mean, you can. I some people test before Algebra 2, but I will say the concepts on the test mm-hmm. probably are up to a solid Algebra 2 class mm-hmm. where you've learned, you know, to be able to, then you're able to do those questions, of course, without a calculator and all that stuff
1: like right, that. Right, right. Um, yeah, the math portion, um, Algebra 1 and 2, Geometry, Trig, um, um, Data Analysis, SAT. Um, all of those things, including and stats, is yes. on the ACT
0: yeah yeah and so um you know that's more of the word problems and Mm -hmm. all that stuff like that so um just kind of think about where you are at math because if you you know i'm a advocate for taking both tests yes i work closely with student athletes everyone knows that now so um, when i'm working with students who are planning to become you know eligible um see it was optional the test was optional for a little bit with ncaa and so that's why You've seen all this growth of people and all these offers and mm-hmm. things because the test was optional, right? Well, here we are, technically post-COVID, mm-hmm. but not, mm-hmm. right? Um, that test is important uh, still. So I always tell students, if you have a strong, like I was meeting with a family yesterday, um, solid student, 10th grader, had been offered a first his first Division One scholarship. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I asked his mom, has he taken algebra two? And she said he took it, you know, this semester, second semester, sophomore year. And I said, well, you know, sign him up for the August test for the SAT. So he'll be a junior mm-hmm. this year, and he'll take the, you know, he'll take the test as an with it, you know, with his class, mm-hmm. the ACT. So I always tell parents, you know, particularly those athletes or particularly students who are planning on high stakes admissions, and I say high stakes, I mean like you're looking at Duke, Vanderbilt, Georgia Tech, and then these Ivy League schools. Um, competitive admissions, not necessarily just high states anymore, just competitive to consider taking the SAT in the fall of the junior year if you've taken Algebra two, And then you are going to take that test in the spring of the junior year, the ACT. Then after that, you can see which one you do best on. A lot of times I use the ACT equivalency te- table. Mm-hmm. ACT, mm-hmm. SAT equivalency table. You can look it up online. and It'll kind of say where you are. So if right. you know you know, if you're taking both of them and they kind of fall in that same range, mm-hmm. then you can just choose whichever one you want to take next if you need to take another one. Um, but then you'll see you might see that you did significantly better on one than the other, and then that would be the one you need to take again. So those things just kind of go with doing the research on that. But really, the fall of the junior year to take one of them, and then the spring of the soft, the junior year to take the other one, and then. You're looking at going into your senior year with two tests, and then you can decide which one you want to take, whether that be in the summer or mm-hmm. in the fall of the senior year.
1: Now, I, and I'm just going I tell people about my experience. Um, Just recently going through this, I had Jordan take it, I think, October, mm-hmm. right? Um She did, you know, she did okay. So I, I, it was like her English and her reading, like, oh, my gosh, can you read? <laughs> like, what, what's going on here? <laughs> the pressure. Um, You know, she did okay in the math and in the science section, but – Um, so we knew, okay, this is the baseline. This is what we have to work on. We got to work on this English and reading. Um, but I did, I got a tutor for the math, um, um, part. So I said, I think you, you know, math is kind of your strong area. Let's focus on, um, up in that score. Um, and so again, parents and students that are listening now, ACT is super scoring. So, um, that has changed, um, a lot for, whether to take the A C T or the SAT. Right. You know, as well. Um SAT has been super scoring, I think, for as long as I can remember. Yeah. Um, so again, so then she went in December. And two things about the December test for seniors, um, a December test is probably that last test yes. right that you use to qualify for some of those institutional funds from colleges and universities. Parents, right. I don't know if you Uh, realize that but if you have a senior if you have a class of 2023 um, student coming up make sure if they have not even taken that test and they want to be considered for um, some of those scholarships um, at particular schools the last qualifying test is your December 2022 test yes yeah Um, so again so she studied you guys so she didn't just take the test look at the score put it down and then that was it oh that's the favorite thing to do. yeah and then just go ahead and sign up again that's not what we did um right. she um had a, a tutor met with her online um shout out to miss rush um in lake city and um so we focused on on the math and we were doing a little bit with the english well she took the december test um the math went up Right, Right. so math went up to thirty-one. So I'm like, okay, yep, this works. Still, English was I think twenty-two, twenty-three. So of course, your composite score is nowhere around that thirty-one. Right, it's 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 averaging, you know, the um, different uh, categories, and then you get your composite. Um, And so again, parents, the ACT takes you, gives you a breakdown uh, with that information. Um, So the thing about the December test, you guys, there are three tests. If you don't know about this, test information release. Um, ACT will give students three opportunities to um, get a copy of their actual test, um, their answers from their actual sheet, that um, answer sheet they use, and they will give you the um, scores, uh, well, the answers. They'll give you, okay, you said A, but the answer was really C. Um, So they will give you their test information release report. If you qualify for a waiver, you don't have to pay for your test information release report. But if you didn't qualify for a waiver, you do have to pay for that. But I encourage you to get that test information release report. They will email it to you. You can download it. You can print it um, or use it online. And that will now help you study moving forward. If you want to take the test again in the future, Um, to take the test. Um, Now, I had a, um, there was a lady, um, her name was Valencia Bells with schools. What she told um, Jordan was, you now have a 31 in this math. To be honest with you, if you went back in and took the ACT and didn't answer any other math questions or you made a lower score, the next time, it doesn't matter, you guys. Super score says that 31 is locked in. Right. So you don't have to worry about that. So then we just study the English and the math. Um, so then that's how that score was able to go up. And now her overall composite um, has now moved up um, to a 28. So you went, I think she, it was like 22, 22, 24, uh, 25, 28. And that's Hilaria. it. Right. Yeah. Um, and so again, you know, do your research. We knew the ACT was a, a better fit for her. She took the um, PSAT 11th grade, October. Yeah. And we knew what she made, you know, there. And so, you know, PSAT, your, you know, I think it's what, preliminary SAT, that kind of gives you a, a general idea. Yeah, a general idea. Of, this is probably what you're going to make on yeah. the SAT. And so we did that. And, and when she took the it's it, SAT, it's harder, though. Yeah. But that's what i to talk <laughs> about PSAT today. <laughs> um, and, uh, so anyway, yeah, yeah, she she took that test and and she took the SAT twice. But then when she made the qualifying score, she needed for one of those um, lottery. Uh, she qualifies now for Palmetto Fellows. She was like, "I'm done. Like, yeah, I'm I'm not going to do it anymore. And I'm I wasn't going to argue. But That's with her.
0: the intentional work. Yeah, that's behind it. So yeah. a lot of times people get caught up and like, oh, that's how much that's to do, but that test. Information release report? Yes. I mean, that's that's valuable information yes. for people. So yes. that means you can actually do some intentional work. Yes. And yep. so that's the difference. So I always have students come back, they get their test score back, and they're like, oh, can I have another uh, waiver? I didn't do good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what are you doing different? Right. Um, well, um, nothing. I mean, you're right. not even in a math class this semester. So mm-hmm. That means you can't even tell me that you finished a class. Um, there's free prep online yes um there's free there's prep opportunities that's not free but worth the investment you have mm-hmm. to think if you are close mm-hmm. to a life scholarship mm-hmm. or close to um comment fellows or close to your in state and there's people all over the country yes. that listen to us um those scholarships and what's 60 75 a hundred dollars for a prep opportunity what's the time that's invested in that if you can yep. go to school for yes free?
1: yeah I, and i and we did that which Chene- you know we Probably paid with test prep, um, a total of maybe two two fifty. Yeah, but we didn't have to pay for college for four years, so that's the part that's the trade off um, to me for parents. Like, what are you willing to invest in now? Yeah. So on the uh, you know in the future you won't have to pay for college. So you know some people counted you know him and her about seventy five dollars or one twenty five. But again, you guys, there are programs out there that if you join like Trio, and, yes. Um, if you have gear up in your state, um, most states have trio. Encourage your students to join trio. Trio is not just for you know, you know, just you know yeah. African American students. You know, most people think that, but it's open to anyone who qualifies. Yeah. and trio has a lot of resources that they will pay people to come in and um, you know prep you know your kids for academics is happening. Yeah and
0: sometimes people think that that's not really happening. Yeah. Like so upward bound and so there's money. There's money. That's you know those federal programs Yes, they have money. Mm-hmm. And so everyone's like well the federal government is not doing a lot. Well the federal government actually does a good bit of things mm-hmm. but a lot of times um, we got to get past some of the stigmas over these mm-hmm. things. Yeah. And so a lot of places you know have you know upward bound but in mm-hmm. the upward bound you know your teachers and staff it might be counselors your school usually identify who they want to be a part right. of this program. So right. parents Here's where you advocate for your child. You know, if you know that your child should qualify or could potentially qualify, ask mm-hmm. questions. If you yes. know that there is a AVID or, a, you know, yeah. upper bound class or a group going on a field trip and your kids say, well, these kids are going on a college tour. You know, ask questions, you know, because a lot of times I see, um, and these are just, you know, of course, our opinions. Yes. But yes. Um, a lot of times I see that there are students that miss out on opportunities because um, they weren't identified. Mm-hmm. And, they, you know, you're expecting other humans who mm-hmm. might make human error or who mm-hmm. might make assumptions about your child to identify your students who would be eligible. So the key is for you to advocate for your child. And sure. that is positive advocacy. That yeah. is not aggravating the counselor. Yes. That is, there's some kids doing some things that my kid needs to be, you know, a part of mm-hmm. there's ACT SAT prep happening for some kids and not all kids. And I would like to know, you know, how my child can be a part of that. So take advantage of that opportunity um, to do that. And that's just my, like I, I, you know, I would rather you aggravate me right, all right, day right. about something that's going to be helpful to your child. Yes. You know, less about the teacher getting on the child's nerves, mm-hmm. more about <laughs> can we get to school for free.
1: Ask the, about those resources. Yes. Most schools, I, I I probably don't know any school that doesn't have some type of resource right. or um, knowledge of where you can go to you right. know, get so that school. So don't, we
0: don't have, you know, upper bound in our school right mm-hmm. now, but I know all the people in town. And, of course, I know Milbauer. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we're getting information out there. So, make sure that I mean, you take advantage of that. Um, uh, one thing I want to follow up for the athletes, and just for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, do not send these test scores to these schools. Okay. That is, <laughs> you heard from Harrison? You do not have to. I know it's pressure, right? Mm-hmm. So, I know y'all go in there junior <laughs> year. You're like, oh, my God. I'm going to Clemson. I'm going to this place. I'm going to this place. You know, I'm going to UCLA. I'm going to Texas. Okay, great. Right. Then you've bumped, jumped out there knowing good and well that you have not done any preparation <laughs> for the test and you send all these scores out. Mm-hmm. And one thing I do know is that colleges cannot unsee that mm-hmm. test score. They've seen it. Yep. They do not necessarily, you know, it might be test optional, but once they have seen it with their eyeballs,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it is hard for you to erase that score. I've had multiple students have this experience. I've had, um, you know, athletes hop in there, they want to type that code in, send it to the NCAA. I'm going to the, I'm going to this college. I got a D1 offer and they bumped that little 12 out there to NCAA and you can't unsee it. Right. Even in a time where those things are, you know, optional. So, you know, as far as test optional goes, you know, Harrison's viewpoint is that it's not really an option. Um, I will, you know, for scholarships. Now I'll say this, 85% of the kids, 90% of the kids that I have that are going on full rides, they did not send test scores, mm-hmm. but that's because I really went through their transcripts. Um, they were eligible for life without a test score. Mm-hmm. So the life scholarship in South Carolina has, uh, three requirements, um, top 30%, 3.0 or the test score. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they didn't have 24s, but they did meet that other qualification. Mm-hmm. So then if you got the life scholarship plus Pell Grant plus some other institutional money from institutions that did not require tests, you can make it happen. Mm-hmm. And So that's why we say full rides are possible, but you have to really be in tune with your situation and work closely with somebody. Um, and I would say that the students who allowed me to aggravate them the most, followed up with my emails, replied to my emails, replied to my texts, replied mm-hmm. to um, the Schoology um, links came in and asked questions in the counseling office. Those are the students who were able to take advantage of that. On the other hand, um, students who did not have test scores who fell below that 30% for whatever reason, missed the life scholarship. Now are banking on their first year of college to be a 3.0 or higher in order for them to get bumped up to life scholarship. So now they're a year behind on that mm-hmm. stipend, that additional money for, um, STEM, STEM scholarships and those things. And that's just for the state of South Carolina, but that's anywhere. Right. Um, some of these places are requiring a test score. Some of these honors colleges are requiring mm,
1: yes. <laughs> a test score.
0: Um, so even if the school was test optional, right? So we have schools around the country that if this, even if the school was test optional for admission, um, if their honors college is saying that you have to have a test score, then they're holding fast to that. So
1: don't get caught up. Yeah, do your research. Um, just talked about that earlier where there was a student from California. California is... I think uh, they used the word ban. I didn't use the word ban, but they have banned the ACT and SAT, I guess, um, with the public schools. And so some of the students in California struggle to try to get in to take a test. Well, now you want to go to another school in another state um, as one of your options and you want to do the honors college. But the honors college for that particular school in that state still requires an ACT (laughs) or SAT score you can't argue with that institution you don't meet their qualifications so now you have to um, find another school but this is the a great time parents do your research now Uh, not just for rising seniors but your eighth ninth tenth eleventh grade students parents have a conversation with your your child now about you know what are your plans your major you know what do you want you are you considering in state or out of state right you know I don't have the resources as a parent to, you know, pay for the out of state. But what are we going to do if that's your dream, that's your right. goal, you know? What can we do? One thing, you know, is scholarships and and different programs that you may be in, like ROTC. Right. Um, there are a number of ROTC programs that will pay um, for your either your room and board, they'll pay for your tuition or something. Um, not necessarily based on ACT or SAT score right. again, uh, but were you accepted into the school? Right. Yeah. So look at your programs, look at your major to see um, what options are out there.
0: Yeah. So I, I think what we've you know established and what you've heard today, hopefully we'll, we've will covered a couple things that you can um, take with you. But remember to be prepared, be intentional. Like Melba um, you know, were saying, you know, have a conversation with your kid. What does it really mean? Like my family was like, well, we know where we'll pay for you to go. Right. <laughs> So if you're not trying to be a South Carolina State Bulldog, then you need to get yourself together. Right, right. Which well, nothing was wrong with South Carolina State, but at the time, you know, I knew I wanted to have my options open, mm-hmm. so I did take the test four times. Mm-hmm. As Millbar said, her daughter took the test four or five mm-hmm. times. Yeah, and so you know, it's it's tough, but it's having those conversations early, so it's not so overwhelming. We're not saying take it five times in senior year. We're not right. saying take it five times just junior and senior year. Right, um, but prepare. So We're those prepare. Are, but seventh, yeah. eighth, ninth, take advantage of those opportunities. Uh, Millbauer, tell us a little bit about some opportunities you noticed to um, prepare.
1: Uh, So there's one program, um, and I hate to throw out there, but she's on social media, Valencia Bell Schools. Um, I'm going to, if you follow our page, Pay Scholarship Academy, I'm going to share her Blitz um, two-week special um, that she is doing, I think, in the month of July and um, she is just awesome with helping students. She actually puts in writing that she guarantees a five to ten point increase. i will take it. And I was like, why are you putting this in writing? Oh, my goodness. But I have seen it. I have witnessed it. Um, she has assisted um, middle school students, 9th, 10th, 11th grade students. And that score is good. You yeah. know, they've taken it now. They don't have to worry about it um, anymore. And so um, make sure you follow our page, Pay Scholarship Academy on Instagram and Facebook and I will share that um information this week. Also want to share as you are planning ahead for 2022-2023, the ACT and SAT schedules are already out. That's right. They were actually out before we got out of school. Right. They plan ahead. Um and so as you're making it, you know, plans for sports, for band, trips on the weekend, you already have that full year's list of That's when right. you know, so there's no excuse. You know, um you may not be able to take it in December. But, hey, this February right. option is open um, as well. And, actually, when it opens, you can go ahead and register.
0: For the ones later.
1: For the ones later. You don't have to register for the um, the upcoming right. ACT, SAT in August. You can go ahead and do the December or the February test. So, parents, I want you to know that as well. You don't have to wait until the next window for the, the right. um, test.
0: <laughs> That's the key. So, yeah. just, again, preparation, preparation, make a schedule, mm-hmm. um, be intentional and um, – yeah, you know yeah. ACT or SAT. If you have questions, follow up. Mm-hmm. Pay Scholarship Academy on Facebook. You can message either one of us. Yeah. Um.
1: ACT is ACT.org. and College Board is collegeboard. dot sat is College dot yeah. 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 So you
0: can you can find it. You can just type things in. Now, be careful clicking on all kind of stuff yes. and paying any money that seems strange. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Yeah. But we'll, <laughs> we'll see it out there. But right. <laughs> but thanks so much for listening today. Um. You know, like I said follow up. Let us know if you have any questions.